Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Hello, sisters, brothers, and non-binary listeners to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1. On today's episode, we're going to be talking with Sarah Lindstrom and talking about breaking free from unconventional narrative. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. It's so nice to have you on Season 3. You're officially our first guest of this season. It's so exciting. (laughs) So we'll jump right in. If you can uh, just get us started on... um, just introducing yourself, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. All right, so I'm from the far north of Sweden. I live right by the Arctic Circle. Um, I'm a photographer. I work mostly freelance and I've been doing like destination travel photography and outdoor lifestyle for the past decade or so, Um, approaching a decade. Um, And today I also host retreats and uh, workshops up here around like well photography obviously and like sisterhood and just like being in nature and um just creating this really cool space for people from all over the world um so yeah that's a bit about where I am right now and uh I don't know how far back you want to go but (laughs) yeah no we'll we'll get into it and we'll unpack some things but that sounds uh that sounds pretty cool I love the retreats I love the sisterhood retreats are they all I mean, I'm assuming because you said sisterhood, are they female only retreats, female only photography retreats? Um, so far, yeah, they've been only for people who identify as women. Um, it's kind of just happened that way. And and I just love that um whole group dynamic. So I've continued and like they they loved it as well. And it's just so special. And I think it's not that much out there that's just like for women for you know photography and and this whole combination of things so um it's kind of why I've stuck to it that's so great I've never met anyone that does photography just for women and focuses on that and I think it creates like such a great community too and such a great community where like you can just feel vulnerable to like try new things I think because I think I think photography can be a scary thing because you can take a picture and you're like, this looks great. But then someone who actually knows what they're doing, they're like, uh, (laughs) maybe, maybe not so much. So it's so great to like learn that skill and be vulnerable in a a container where um, everyone's kind of in the same boat and everyone's being supportive. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah, not 100%. So what, what's your origin story? Like, how did you become, uh, 
like someone who travels and sets up these retreats and a photographer like where where did it all begin all right um so that goes back until um I was like 19 the first time I left home alone um I just had this sort of inborn curiosity since I was really young um wanting to see the world and um yeah, I mean, I'm from a place that's very far from sort of the rest of the world. It's just like it's sort of the end of far away from everything, basically. Um, so the first thing I did was to head to New York um, after I graduated high school, which is basically the opposite from where I'm from. But I just wanted like contrast and complete something different. Um, so, yeah, I went there for a couple of weeks and I uh, came back home basically traumatized because I I i'm not built for cities i'm not meant for it <laughs> um so i went back home and like readjusted and then ended up going um to arizona for three months and just like volunteering and working in the national parks uh around there and um that's when i first got into the whole outdoor scene and like sort of camping and being in the wild and that just blew my mind like being thrown together in these groups with kids from all over Europe and just living in the wild for you know a week at a time and just road tripping all over western U.S. and um, yeah I, I felt so alive doing that so after that I was basically hooked and um, kept traveling for I think two three years before I even knew what I wanted to study because I knew I wanted to go to university I just didn't know what I wanted to study but then quite naturally I chose geography and environmental studies um also for like mainly maybe because it allowed me to travel and like do exchange semesters and um field courses and I basically spent half my three years four years at university abroad um so it was perfect for me um yeah and then eventually I told myself I had to settle when I graduated. So yeah, like by the time I graduated, I, I told myself that I had to grow up and like get serious and, you know, settle down, get the house, get the, the man, and, you know. Um, but there was this yearning in me that like, I just wanted to go for one more year. Like I really wanted to wash the nomad out of my system. I thought I could do that. Um, so I, I did like a few months um, working for the government right after graduating so it was like a, a job really um, associated to what I, I studied so it was great and kind of fun and you know really nice but just not exciting um, so I I was like saving up to go on this trip for another year um, but I I told myself to be safe I had to you know work a few more months and like really save up properly so I could you know go and have enough money um, but then my boyfriend at the time broke up with me and <laughs> I just got so angry um, that I said like, fuck it and just booked a one-way ticket to Peru. Like I I just went basically right away. I'm like, it's gonna, it, either it's gonna work or it's not gonna work and then I can just come back home and like figure out a way forward. Um, so I did that. I took the money I had, booked that one-way ticket and uh, I didn't really have um, a very clear plan I just knew that I wanted to travel north and eventually make my way to Canada and maybe even Alaska um, and I wanted to travel by land and see like not take any flights because I, I really just want to see all these countries in between and I wanted to take photos I knew that like I it was a passion already at that time I really loved traveling and taking photos 
Um, but like the idea of doing a professional was still like too far away. <laughs> um, but then I guess like halfway through on that trip is when I uh, just stopped for a moment and like realized how incredibly happy I was just doing what I did, like traveling, meeting new people and eating amazing food and just like experiencing new things and, and taking pictures. So it was like slowly building a portfolio. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember looking down at my shoes and I had a, had big holes in them and I was like okay I, I've never been so low on money in my life but I've also never been so happy like I was vibrating with happiness just so so alive um so that's when I just suddenly asked myself it was like someone slapped me in the face like Sarah what are you doing like why would you go back home and live a boring life when there is so much more out there and I somehow knew I wanted to do photography for a living. And at that moment, I was also realizing I didn't just want to do any kind of photography. I wanted to do exactly what I did there. I just travel and explore and you know, capture the beauty of different places and cultures. And uh, it was like with that doors I didn't know existed started to open and I continued traveling and I, I stretched it to one year on the little money I had. I still don't really know how I did it, but it's just like things fell in place and it's, you know, magic happens when you're determined and you get creative. Yeah. <laughs> um, so by the time I got back home, or actually I made it to Canada. So I made it to Canada and I fell in love with the Rockies. Mm. And uh that's when I realized like I have to come back here then I was really like out of money so I'm like okay I'm just gonna go back to Europe work for a few months save up and then come back and get the working holiday visa um but then it was somewhere around there that I had like randomly reached out to a few massive travel companies just like I didn't know any better like with, with the, the skills I have today or like what I know today I would never have done that because it's like just such a huge shortcut <laughs> um <laughs> normally like work your way up and get an education but nah, i'm just gonna ask them photographers um so one of them actually got back to me and they were like well next time you're around in, in sweden just come by the, the head office in stockholm and we'll talk um so yeah long story short next time i was in stockholm i i went by i didn't have like super high hopes but it basically offered me my dream job right away and asked me if I wanted to go to Greece and shoot a destination for them and pay the kind of money that I'd never seen in my life. And I'm like, is this happening? <laughs> um, so yeah, that's kind of how my photography journey professionally started. And uh, then I kind of been bouncing back and forth between Canada and, and Europe since and well, travel a little in between. I've lived in New Zealand for a year and in France and so on. But I always had a strong relationship with Canada, like loving it so much. It's like very, very special to me. Um, the Rockies, like I've never felt anything like it. Um, but to add to that now also with the pandemic, like I've really fallen in love with Sweden. Like I, I never had that before and I'm so grateful for it. Like and being forced to stay put and like really get to know this place and its people and its landscapes and that's why I'm also so passionate today to do these retreats like to bring people here and like show them all the beauty we have here because it's still a quite unknown corner of the world I think mm -hmm. yeah I really think it is I I love that story I love how you just followed your heart and in the end like the most amazing thing happened for you 
like you just trusted your heart, trusted what you wanted to do. And then eventually it all worked out and you, you were placed exactly where you needed to be doing exactly what was most authentic to you. That's yeah. It's just so beautiful how it unfolds. Eh? What was it about? I'm, I'm interested because I, like we grew up in a rural area in Canada, like the town was close, but the town was small. Um, and so if you put me in a city, I'm the same way too. I'm like, it's nice to visit, but I couldn't live in a hustle bustle, like big city. Um, what was it for you that you didn't like about New York? Like what made you kind of like run away from it and, and run to place that was more nature centered? Um, well, I mean, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but I, I think I've always been a very sensitive soul and, um, just, you know, all the impressions and like the people and energies and like the noise, it's, it was just too much for my, my senses. And I, I remember coming back home and I was like, what's wrong with me? Cause people asked me like, oh my God, you went to New York. It must've been so cool. And I'm like, yeah, it was pretty cool for like five minutes. <laughs> and, um, Cause I mean, it's a really cool city and I did enjoy it, but it was also really, really overwhelming. And I, I needed that experience to, to realize that and to learn that it, it's not for me. And that's why I made a complete like 180 degree turn and like went to the wild instead. Like it's basically the opposite from New York into Arizona and Arizona felt like more natural to you like like this is where I'm supposed to be and oh, yeah so much like I I felt oh ecstatic <laughs> <It was fantastic. laughs> and because I, I didn't grow up with with the, the outdoors at all it was new scene to me but yeah just um I knew I had to go when I first read about that program it would just really it was so clear to me that I had to go I was super scared super super scared I'm like what am I doing but um, in the end like so incredibly happy I, I did go it all worked out so you like pushed yourself outside of your comfort zone and then here you are yeah yeah right it was like the big the first big step I, I guess yeah I would say so well to leave your country and to go somewhere else where there's people from all over the world it's like you know, different laws, different landscape, different, like in Arizona is quite the different landscape to what I imagine Sweden would be. I've never been to Sweden, but I know it's oh, yeah. definitely different from Canada. Um, so yeah, wildly different, but you felt yeah. good there, which is incredible, which is good. Yeah. I love that. So how did it feel when, how did it feel for you? So you went to school, like you said, you felt like you you know, you always wanted to go to university, but then after university, you felt like you was like, settle down and find a partner and, and, you know, like do all the conventional things. How did it feel like that moment where you decided to like break from the unconventional narrative? Like, can you walk us through that process? Like, what did it feel like for you? Like, what were some of the actions you took? Like, did you have any self-doubt? How did that look? Um, yeah, I mean, once I, I had that epiphany, like where I suddenly question everything it was just so clear I'm like duh like why why would I like what's wrong with me like why would I you know listen to other people and what society is telling me like this is not what I want but you know I guess when you're so in it like program from since you're in a young girl like this is sort of the way you're supposed to walk it's it was so deep and I mean I'm still sort of peeling layers off and like you know always stopping to to think like is this me or is it what other people want and like just really being mindful about that um 
but um, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, no, it definitely does. And I think it's good too that like you're constantly checking in, like, is this what is, is, is this what feels right to me? Is this where I'm supposed to be? Because I think it can, I like, I find myself sometimes where I'll go like weeks at a time without checking in. And then I realize I've just kind of been like going with the flow. I'm like, hang on a second. You got to take a step back. Like, why am I feeling this way right now? Is it most authentic to me? So yeah, I think that's really important to always do those, those like midpoint check-ins and yeah absolutely do you so you said you split your time between Canada and Sweden how has that helped with um like your development as a photographer like your development as a person like how has that impacted your journey living in like two two very uh different places but two places that it sounds like you absolutely love hmm that's a good question um I mean, Canada definitely pushed me deeper into the outdoors and like more extreme sports and in, into alpine climbing and backcountry skiing and all that sort of stuff and that scene. Um, and I mean, my photography has been evolving all along the journey. And I guess like when I went to Europe, it was mostly for work. So I would go home for like a week and do an assignment and, and then go back to Canada and, and edit and I mean, there was a lot of traveling in between too, as I mentioned, like I lived in New Zealand for a year and, um, but I always been sort of um, driven by my longing to go deeper into the mountains. And uh, yeah, I really lived for the mountains for so many years and just pushing harder and climbing higher mountains. And um, yeah, it's, it was really my life, especially climbing, like rock climbing. Um, so it was always a combination of, you know, I've, I always had my camera, obviously, and uh, um, it really helped me develop that side of photography, sort of the action, outdoor lifestyle um, bit. And uh, yeah, but then there was a shift and I, I'm not, I'm a lot softer today, which has been really interesting. Like, I can really how so? feel how, sorry? How so? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just kind of hit a wall a few years ago. It was before the pandemic and I was about to do this dream climbing trip through the uh, Western US and Canada with a friend from Austria who came over and, you know, we had it all planned out and we were so excited. And I remember my body was kind of breaking down because I had some minor injuries from before and my doctor told me like, you should chill. And I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going to stop now. Like, I love this. <laughs> And I kept pushing and then a weekend on this trip, I just got a really bad cold. And once I got better from that, I just didn't have the, the stoke anymore. It was so weird. It was like suddenly, like when my body, when I wouldn't listen to my body, it was like my mind caught up and suddenly I just didn't, I, I wanted to sit in coffee shops and read books. And I never read books before. Like I, it wasn't my thing. And suddenly like I was longing to sit in like a city even I uh it was really really strange but just this this shift I guess what we go through in life like it's not always this thing we change and uh it's been an interesting and beautiful journey to, to follow that and see how it um has evolved that's so, so interesting yeah. that's so interesting too how how you, like you said like your your mind's like no you need to stop you need to rest because you're not listening to your body like 
we need to listen to our bodies more yeah yeah it's like you're grounded um i'm so curious where okay so do you spend most of your time just because we're from canada um and during the pandemic too like you explored sweden i spent time exploring canada which i'd never done before because it was always so expensive and it was cheaper for me to head over to europe um but so that was the first time i really explored canada and like you in sweden i love this country now but i like the east that's my favorite it sounds like you spend a lot of your time out west in the mountains yeah yeah exactly because as i said like i was in love with the mountains and and i've been out east in canada as well and it reminds me a lot about sweden it's actually really really similar in many ways um and it's beautiful but it's just something with the rockies like first time i drove through um like 10 years ago I basically cried like I was so touched by the beauty it's like something about the rock formations like I I've never experienced anything like it I mean there are so many beautiful mountains in the world but it's something about the the energy the the spirit I don't know but yeah. I always feel like a part of me belongs there oh that's so beautiful I everyone I talk to that goes out west they just fall in love with the mountains like they everyone says the same thing like there's just something about it out there it's I don't know I actually was recently driving through them like two or three weeks ago and like there's something just so I don't know it's it's hard to wrap your head around that type of beauty and I think it's really cool that you get to capture that with your photography um and like help help to communicate that to other people because yeah it definitely is some it's an I, I don't even have words for it it's a type of energy that you need to see and in, in order to feel and experience properly but like you're able to capture that and I think that's such a gift that you're giving to the rest of the world yeah and I, I seriously cannot wait to go back I'm, I'm heading back in two weeks first time in four years almost it's insane I was just going to be back home for you know a few months when the pandemic happened and uh yeah I've been here ever since but I'm so excited to see how I'm going to feel about it now because now I have this new relationship with Sweden um but I always sort of had this dream or vision of living a little bit there at least spend a few months every year in Canada and then having a base here as well and uh now since I'm doing my retreats that's the one of the reasons I'm going there is to look for locations to do a future retreat in some of my favorite places there um so I'm, I'm very excited about that as well so nice are you uh do you venture out into Alberta or BC well I've been mostly based in the Bow Valleys of Banff Canmore um so a lot around there but also BC I usually always go out to the coast and got friends in Squamish and sort of all over BC so um I won't be in one place all the time <laughs> Okay, so you've, you've told us about your retreats, and you've mentioned them, but I'm really excited to uh, hear a little bit more about them. So could you tell uh, us and tell the listeners what they could expect from your retreats, what they're all about? Give us a, a few more details. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I haven't been doing it for very long, but it's been a beautiful journey. Um, but basically, so I've only been doing it in Sweden so far and up here in the north by the Arctic Circle where I live. And uh, 
they're all about getting close to nature and some of them are wilder than the other um so i've done like one concept that's more for beginner photographers who really want to learn to to handle their cameras and another one that's more just about hiking and exploring and being in the mountains um but what they all have in common is that they're not all about photography it's so much more about um i would say like 50 50 about photography and also um the whole sisterhood and like being outside and like sense of community and learning so one of my retreats up in the mountains have been at this amazing host a good friend of mine who is a sami so the indigenous people of northern scandinavia um, and he has this gorgeous eco camp in the middle of nowhere um which is just really magical and out there you're obviously close to the mountains so we do a lot of hiking this depends on the season too but I did one last September also one in November um and we had like incredible northern lights every night basically and yeah just cooked over the fire outside and like got to taste this amazing traditional Sami food and learn about their culture sit around the campfire and like go cold plunging and sit in the sauna and just just be um so um yeah that kind of gives you an idea but it's like obviously since it's been up here in the north it's a lot about the arctic lifestyle and look those typical things to do mm -hmm. and this winter i'm planning to do one that's more with even more activities like go dog sledding and go snowmobiling maybe um but yeah anything that brings you closer to nature wow those are like really cool experiences do you find that um, your clientele are people who um, like choose to live more of a nomadic lifestyle or are they just kind of like bringing their camera, going on a vacation? Like, do you find that there's a lot of similarities in their lifestyles with yours? Maybe people who dream more about, not to say like to be like me, but I mean, what I've seen from my previous participants is like, like women who work, they work a lot and they might have families and they just really realize they need a break and invest in some time for themselves and just like learn and be around other women and um, like-minded people and just to get that digital detox and like slow it down and, and um, yeah, get a moment to just be by yourself because there's a lot of space for you know self-reflection and just being on your own and like you don't have to be with a group as well um so i'd say it's more more like that maybe not so many nomads in that sense like similar to the way i've lived my life but yeah i can see them being quite inspired about living a bit more freer and and wilder and um not following the traditional path so much mm -hmm. yeah it sounds like um people are given an opportunity to kind of just slow down and and reflect and um, just get like a different perspective on things or on life. You had mentioned like earlier um, when we were talking that like you had like your government job and like you felt like you were like checking off like all of these boxes and like doing what you needed to do. So like now you're living more authentically how do I want to say this? Like, do you feel that following your heart 
oh, how do I want to frame it? <laughs> um, now I'm like lost for words. You know what? We can pause here. Let me think about it. Let me yeah. think if if I can reframe it differently. Um, sure. So in what ways did you follow your heart and what have the impacts of that been in your life or on your life? Um, it had all the impact. I mean, it's basically everything I told you. It's just that I guess I decided from an early age to, well, I don't know if I decided, but I did follow my heart from an early age. And then when I took that decision, when I was in Central America, traveling up to, to Canada, I um yeah I just made a decision to to make it my priority to always follow my heart and I I've been trying to do that ever since like and as I mentioned just to stop every now and then and listen within like is this what I really want um and become quite good at that um and uh it's not like I don't listen to other people but I mean when it comes to making decisions I I want to make sure it's coming from what I want and what my my heart is longing for mm -hmm. I love that leading from the heart yeah <laughs> did you did you face any obstacles or any roadblocks or at any point in your journey did you feel like were you afraid that what you were doing was not the right thing or were you afraid that like maybe you were making the wrong choice um maybe like leading up to that trip to Peru and, you know, traveling north. Um, well, yeah, I, I mean, up, up, to, up until that point, I was really, as, as I told you, I thought I had to go down this normal path that everybody went went down. Um, but- uh, At any point in, in like this journey, when you were trying to build a life that was authentic to what your heart was calling you towards at any point did you think oh no I'm doing the wrong thing oh no I shouldn't be doing this I shouldn't have done that you know I should have just gotten a job stayed home you know had the standard life or did you always feel like you were on the right path like how did that look um I guess I I had my doubts you know when things have been hard but since that stuff happened after that trip and I got off of this dream job it was just such a, a clear sign that sort of the universe is just like pointing me in in one direction and, and just feeling that support from taking that big leap and and just following my heart it's been something I always return to when I need a reminder of like the importance of following my heart um so yeah sure I I may have had my my doubts for sure um but um not enough to to change my mind about the way I'm living. And like, I feel it so strongly um, that I'm passionate about what I'm doing and photography and all that. Um, so there might've been times, especially during the pandemic when things were hard and like, cause basically, you know, 95% of my income got caught overnight because I was working in the travel industry doing destination photography for travel companies. And suddenly there was no travel anymore. Um, and there were many times when I thought like, oh, maybe I should just get a normal job and, you know, get, make things easy. But there was such a strong no in me. Like I, I knew there, there was a way around it. Um, so I, I haven't gotten a nine to five since, um, which, um, 
yeah, it could have made my, my life a lot easier. And it's not like I couldn't like go back to just doing photography later, but it was still a part of me knew that I should just focus entirely on what I love and something beautiful would grow out of that. And that's kind of how, yeah, back again to the retreats, how that started. Cause it's, that's, yeah, how the idea got born and so on. I just spent all my time traveling around Northern Sweden and discovering all these places and people. And, you know, one thing led to the the other instead of, you know, being in town all five days a week and like not being able to travel um, because I had that job. So, so yeah, um, it's hard to go back to sort of conventional living when you've tasted a different reality and yeah, uh, yeah how high that can make you. So, um, yeah. I'm curious, like, did you have the support from your family and friends back home in Sweden when you were like, hey, like, this is what I want to do. Like, I want to start traveling after high school. Or were they like, no, like, you should stay home and go to school and get a job? (laughs) Well, it's actually, I'm really grateful. First of all, for my parents, they're amazing. My mom, she freaked out first time when I went to Arizona. She thought I was going to not come back home um die in some desert somewhere (laughs) but uh I guess like since I got my university degree it's like my parents at least they have not cared they they've just been really happy and supportive um as long as I can make a a living whatever way and you know I I can tell that they're quite happy that I'm doing it in a way that I really enjoy and love um and for other people like I, I guess I had quite good support and uh, yeah, maybe that's also something that came with this whole like heart-centered living path. Like I I wouldn't keep people around that would tell me I should live in a different way. So the friends that stuck around are the ones that are just, you know, totally fine not seeing me in six months or a year. And then when we meet again, it's like no time passed. So very grateful for for that and uh also another part is that in Sweden it's quite normal to take all these gap years like not going straight to university so that helped too for sure Mm, that's very interesting because I feel like here in Canada like it's the complete opposite like people or like parents will force their kids to go to school like they don't they don't care like what their kid is doing. They like just want them to go to school. Like it doesn't matter if they have interest in that topic, just go to school. Yeah. Yeah. I met so many American and Canadian kids that told the same story of how they just like <laughs> rushed into some sort of degree. And then they, five years later, it's like, why did I even choose that? I didn't know what I wanted to study. And now I have all this debt. So I have to spend my last, the rest of my life working. Um, and um, yeah, it's, it's mm-hmm. very, very important. Yeah, yeah, especially in the states, it's so expensive in the states too. Yeah, Yeah. I I can't believe the amount of debt that they acquire going to school. It's it's incredible, and you. So if you don't have the opportunity to follow your heart or like take those chances before school, then it becomes really difficult to do that. After I think when people become tied down to like their jobs and mortgage and and they feel like they can't leave, but um, I think like you've shown in your journey like just taking taking those risks and taking those chances has so much reward. Like I I give you so much credit, and you said you're like, well, I wasn't supposed to do it this way, but I did it when you messaged the the companies of travel companies, and then someone 
someone messaged you back and it you this the most beautiful opportunity came of it and I think that's so brave and like what did you have to lose they said no they said no but one company actually said yes and and it completely changed your whole life so sometimes just those small decisions or just learning to say yes or just saying like well I got nothing to lose so like let's give it a try makes all the difference and clearly it has for you yeah, or just think out of the box, because I, as I think I mentioned, is that if I would have gone to school, I would probably have thought entirely differently around it. Like, you, you just don't do that. It's kind of mm-hmm. cutting the line in a way. And um, yeah, I met photographers since who like spent five years studying photography. I never studied it. Like, I, I just took a beginner's course once in South Africa. And um, then it's been all passion and learning by doing. Um, but um, yeah, people spending all this time and investing money into um, degrees and then like they they can't get even get a job so they have to you know start working in, in I don't know somewhere else <laughs> um, and then here I come along and just like this banana peel <laughs> straight to the dream job and it's um, <laughs> to me I mean it's I don't think my my journey is like that I was lucky in any way I think it's just sort of the way that the universe works like you're being rewarded by being brave and um just taking those um, leaps of faith. Yeah, I I agree with you there too. Because people will say to others, you're lucky, this, that. What I, I 100% agree with you is that you are taking those leaps of faith. And you're, I think when you do that, you're opening yourself up to what the universe actually has in store for you and like where you're meant to be. And it like it's been so incredible and I love your journey I just I just think it's so amazing that you followed your heart and here you are and like you're sharing this with other people and you're you have the opportunity to do that um I think it's so great honestly I think your program is so great um I was gonna ask you when does your next one start and and where is it or what are plans uh for the future of your retreats right so yeah I'll be in Canada all fall until basically mid-December so it's gonna be uh um yeah that's all planning for the future but my next retreat will probably be in February I'm planning a longer one and then I have one for sure in like first weekend of March um and maybe another one in in the fall next year in the mountains of Sweden and then like fingers crossed I'll have uh, my Canadian retreat ready to go um next fall as well or at some point like maybe early October or something I yeah that would really be a dream come true uh, well, I'll keep my eyes out for that one because that sounds absolutely amazing. Nice. <laughs> so a couple final questions before we leave. So if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Something that you've learned along your journey or um, something that you feel really strongly about, what would that piece of advice be? Listen to your heart. It's like, yeah, just tune in. Like stop and listen within really it's It's a simple concept but so few people actually do that yeah Mm -hmm. oh so nice it's easier said than done but yeah I think sometimes I think sometimes we're maybe not in a position to have like the liberty to listen to our hearts but I think like baby steps if you just listen to your your heart and then take the baby steps and then open up to the universe then you're you're going to get everything that's meant for you I believe I really do believe that yeah yeah me too mm-hmm. 
Uh, so if our listeners want to get in contact with you or they want to learn more about your retreats, where can they reach you? The easiest is to just uh, go to my website, sarahlinstonphotography.com or just Google that. Um, and I go by the same name on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram is where I'm most active. So either of those, Sarah Lindstrom Photography. Perfect. And we'll add uh, all of that information in our show notes. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you. So please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.